We're almost live. Okay. Thanks, everybody. We're live. It's the pre-show where we talk about what we're going to do on the show. Dave's talking about birds. Let's talk I wasn't about talking birds. about birds. You, you were, were just talking about us. birds. You, dude, don't you, lie. You were talking you were about, talking you were talking about, about how lovely your backyard is and it how is you lovely. get to listen to the sounds of nature. It is lovely. It is, what is that noise? That is because my oh, mute was not show? on. Uh, yeah, I'm sharing the show out. You don't have to say it like that. Uh, but <laughs> you don't say it like but, that. But you know, the I only, appreciate you sharing the show out. There, there aren't many night or night birds, birds. That are, you know, owls. Isn't that a, that'd be a good name for a band? Night, night birds. birds. Isn't there a night bird? <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty, a, sure there's a, a I'm pretty sure there's a night bird transformer. Somebody there is a night. Bird oh yeah, there is a night bird transformer. That's where I know that. <laughs> See. Generation one, she was a robot yeah. created by humans. Yeah, she was a ninja. By the Decepticons. She was a ninja. That's right. Because yeah. ninjas were so fucking cool in the eighties for some reason that everybody Cause, had cause, to have a fucking cause, ninja. Because Western civilization was scared of Japan. Because Japan really was buying. Because Japan, like, was, you can't fuck with us, Japan. We've got ninjas too. No. I'm sure that was not the propaganda at the time. We've got ninjas too. Well, it was, well, in the Don't 80s, they were worried about well, the Japanese I, buying up everything. That's true. I've seen we American Ninja, so I, we we did have ninjas. Too. <laughs> we did have. You're right. Oh my God, he's not wrong. We had American Ninja one movie. through what six or whatever. American Ninja. Uh, it was a franchise. Uh, we're still waiting on Taylor, but uh, American Ninja. We missed last week because of Easter. We're very religious, right? Uh, anyway, a bunch of quick hits. Uh, DC uh, Round Robin Final Four. Uh, all the fashion of the Hellfire Gala. Man, the numbers are just going down in the chat as I'm saying what we're going to do on the show. <laughs> I'm sure it's just a coincidence. Uh, IDW has nine new books announced. Uh, Reaching for Air is what I call this. Trying to last gas. Uh, Moon Knight, episode three and four. The show kind of lost me. It's still interesting, but it's like, oh my gosh, really? Is this really where we're going? Food news. David, this will actually be an update of news that I believe you and I spoke about, just you and I on the show at one point. Mm, Very forward to that. groundbreaking news. A cutting edge of uh, the celebrity news reporter, Doja Cat, broke this at the uh, news conference uh, called Coachella. Moment of destruction. Uh, Hasbro's hike in prices. We'll talk about it. And Beast Wars annual. Oh my gosh. Such a di- did you even read it? Oh yeah, I read it. It's I didn't hate it. Big disappointment to me, man. Anyway, we got a comment. Let's see the first comment. Andy, thanks for stopping by, Andy. Good evening to you, Andy. Good evening to you, Andy. Uh so yeah, that's what we're doing on the show. Anything else you guys want to talk about tonight? No. The chat, I'm sure, no, will have something. Uh, we're still waiting on Taylor. So, Paging Taylor, Paging Taylor. Let's let's get into it. (laughs) Mr. Herman, Paging Mr. Herman. A bunch of goddamn nerds. It's true. Nerds! I don't know why that cracks me up so much. It does. At least he's not a thumb in this one. It really cracks me up. I mean, that guy's been in so many good things. You always bring up the commercial where he's a thumb. Because it's terrifying. He probably got paid more money for that damn thumb. He probably did. Uh, greetings, geeks. I, 
I still believe that the <laughs> reviews for Mobius was better than the movie itself. <laughs> I'm sorry, no, Andy. Why would you do that to yourself? Why did you torture yourself? You could have gone and seen The Northman. Why Go see you... everything, everywhere, all at once. You will not regret it. You, Man, you literally down, regret Dave. Morbius. I don't see the problem with Morbius. I haven't seen it yet. The problem with Morbius is it's Jared Leto. (laughs) I don't know why everybody hates on Jared Leto either, man. God, the dude's just doing what the dude does. Very badly. Just a pretentious asshole, man. He's a Hollywood person. Of course, he's a pretentious asshole. I know. I don't get it. Until he... He he projects it more. Uh... What was I going to say? Oh, yeah, it's our Kikiri's comic book shit talk show. Shit talk show! Gomer Adam Normal, a.k.a. David. Uh, Taylor still, uh, he's usually not late. He's usually like wizard on fucking time, though. So we'll see what happens. Uh, segment one, what did we do this week? I watched The Batman. I mean, I've been meaning to watch this. See, I've just been busy all week. Uh, the Batman. It said, I, I don't want to be negative, but I don't want to be positive either. Because it set out to do exactly what it meant to do. It was this intrigue and mystery and this dark side of, of the Waynes, you know, and of, my of, the, word. Of, the, of the aristocracy of Gotham. And it worked. It was kind of like, like Hush-esque, you know. That's, a, that's what I keep hearing. I hate Hush. I'm not a fan yep. of Hush. So, so it's just not, not for you. It's just not for me. But again. The Batman set out to do exactly what it meant to do, and it did it quite well for three hours, but it still did it. It did it. Uh, if I am going to say something negative, hey, yeah. That's, that's DC's thing. Hours. That's DC's thing. You know, they, they three-hour, four-hour movies. It was a three-hour tour. Yeah, I agree, uh, Ramon. Thanks for stopping by. I really appreciate it. Uh, yeah, it was decent, watchable. I Honestly, I prefer my Batman like a little bit silly. If you take Batman, boy, you you got Batman because you missed the trailer that they like released on Twitter today that features Adam West in the Batman. Oh, I bet that is good. No, I hadn't seen that. (laughs) It's great. I'll send you a link. Josh, stop by. Thank you, Josh. Uh, I didn't mind Morbius. I was entertained. That's all I can ask for. There you go. I hadn't seen it yet, so I'm not. Are you not entertained? And I'm definitely not going to agree with the internet just because the internet says so. Uh, Taylor finally blessing us. Hey, man. Hi, Taylor. Hey, sorry. I got caught up on something. Nah, it's all good. We were just talking. I saw the Batman finally. Gomer was uh, talking mad shit about you. No, I wasn't. It's it was uh, it's okay. It's not like I value Gomer's opinion. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> uh, my comments on the Batman Taylor were: I don't want to say anything negative, anything positive. It set out to do exactly what it wanted to do. It was yeah, I'd say of, so. It's just not my my Batman. I don't like my Batman like this. I think if you take Batman too seriously, it kind of ruins Batman. Like you I know? guess if if your Batman is the detective Batman, this was probably the best of the movies for you personally. But yes. Yes. It's a it is a slog, I will say. Like it is three hours. Man. I can normally sit through a three hour movie, I think, no problem. But I felt these three hours. But it was good, you know the the whole backstory, the aristocracy, you know, and the intrigue and the conspiracy. That was you know kind of fun. And, you know, I got it. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, Ramon, I mean, Adam West Batman was great, but it was released. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, you have to set yourself in that era to understand what is actually going on. And even mm-hmm. if you do that, it's still, I mean, not great. But, I mean, if you look at the Tim Burton I mean, Batman yeah. with Keaton, that shit wasn't, you know, like, 
dark and brooding like a lot of yeah. people love their Batman. It still had this, you know, fantasy whimsy sort of sh- to it, you know. Yeah. Both the Tim Burton Batman movie and the uh, Adam West oh. Batman movie, they're both the type of campy schlock that came out of the era that they were made in, you know. Mm. Yeah, well, for sure, dude. Colin Farrell, man, so he should have won something for that. I really thought he he did something well. He probably did. I don't if know. I didn't know that was Colin Farrell, I never would have put it together. Oh yeah, dude. Uh, I thought it was best. <laughs> they went through a whole lot of process awesome. to make. No, that's Colin fair, Farrell dude. Look like that's another fair. Actor. And I think that's also this movie especially says something about Batman. How like it's almost unique in the way how Batman is all of these different things. You know what I mean? Like he's like five or six different characters in one. You know? Oh yeah, he's, he's oh, just so he, broad of a character. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, you can you could do anything you want with Batman. He can be dark. He can be comedic. He could, he could do anything. He's very yeah. flexible a character. Yeah. Uh, what you guys do? Anything fun this week that you want to mention? Are we doing news? Non nerd things. <laughs> Those are boring as fuck. Sorry. I mowed my. Well, I even talk about mowing the grass. I went to go see well, Sonic, and I went to go see. Um, what else did I go see? Oh, I went to go see the new Nicolas Cage movie, and that was a oh, lot of fun. Oh, oh cool. how was the new Nicolas Cage movie? Yeah. I heard the it new was, Nick Cage movie is like an homage to Nick Cage in like the best way. It was very meta. Um, like one of the he has like an inner voice that's like '90s Nick Cage, like nice. doing all like this hyper schlocky Nick Cage uh, nice. acting, and it it, it was really fun. That's cool. Yeah, I really want to see that, man. There's a lot of movies out that I want to see right now. Like, it takes a while to get going, but the chemistry between Nick Cage and uh, Pedro Pascal is, like, the best part of the movie. Cool. Yeah, I really want to see that, man. Uh, All right, let's do do news. Man, I was doing grass today, and I really – my throat is not feeling it. Uh, all right, dude, there was a ton of quick hits, and if anybody wants to comment on any of these, including the comments, uh, feel free. Charlemagne the God is writing for AWA. Cool. Yeah, that is cool. All Out Avengers, yet another Avengers ongoing, has been announced. That's four now. That's oh, four. Do we not know what he's writing? AW, you just know that he's writing something? Yeah, these are all quick, really quick hits. Oh, okay. Dan Didio is joining Frank Miller's comic line. I didn't even know Frank Miller had a comic line. That's news to me. News I didn't know Dan Didio was still working. Also, you know, uh, well, he's got to work. Some- he's got to work somewhere. What he couldn't get into Dan Didio probably- on that waiting tables. <laughs> he probably made enough money that he honestly doesn't need to be working. At you know, this you're point. probably not wrong. And if he wanted to, he could probably just do cons his whole life and just talk. Yeah. So paid. I haven't he's heard anything wrong. out of him in a long time. I guess yeah. is the bottom line. There. Uh, a new Exterminator series with Dazzler, Jubilee, Wolverine, and Boom Boom. Yes, it's a, it's a mini. It's a new mini. Yeah. It's going to be good. Uh, Ram V and Raphael Albuquerque are doing Detective Comics starting on 1062. That sounds awesome. I actually saw something on Twitter about that. That's going to be rad. Raphael yeah. Albuquerque posted some artwork that no. looked pretty good. Oh, yeah. I didn't need it. That seems right up Ram V's alley. It seems like the type of book he'd excel with. It's kind of bittersweet because, really, we've been ignoring the current Detective Comics. Well, that's true. I've been current reading Detective it. Comics has been. I have. I've been ignoring the hell out of it. I, I've been I reading should. it, and it's it's been good, but it's been so under the radar. Yeah, that... dude. Yeah. Remember when Tinyan was writing that book, and it was, like, the best Batman book ever? Yeah. With the whole Bat family and fucking Clayface. Just, oh, it was great. Anyway, Matt Kent's getting his own imprint at Dark Horse. That's pretty cool. Hey. Kevin Conroy is writing a short story in DC's Pride 2022. That's cool. Dreamers coming to DC. 
And uh, new Justice Society, Justice Society books are going to drop uh, a bunch of one shots leading up to the Black Adam movie. Huh. That's all I got for the quick hits. Any comments on any of those? Nothing. That's good. Kevin Conroy in DC's Pride. A lot of people did not realize that Kevin Conroy was gay, and it has changed their opinions on Batman the Animated Series. All of a sudden, I'm like, "Wow, that's weird." Oh, really? That's, all, that's all of weird. a sudden, it's not a not a classic. That's that's odd. <laughs> yeah, it was more than I thought I'd see. But I mean, anyway. he's the definitive voice of Batman. I mean, oh, dude, unimpeachable. Uh, it's the voice I hear when I'm reading the book. And There's if you say of- otherwise, that's just exposing your homophobia, really. Most of the books I read. Not Adam really... West. No, of I don't course not. Though. What a stupid thing to say, no. David. But anyway, it's hard to read in Adam West's voice, like trying to read in Shatner's fucking voice, dude. It's hard. <laughs> it's difficult. But uh, I, I just imagine Seth MacFarlane's doing it. Oh, for sure, Josh. I mean, there's nothing's gonna scar that ever. I mean, no. They're still doing shit on it. You know, there's still elements of that Actually, being used, and not just Harley. You know, like. Minutia from that spawned out of there that's still canon in in everything now the comics the movies it's amazing yeah. uh actually they had a thing posted on uh twitter today where kevin conroy read the script from the dark knight at the end of it where it was gordon and batman having the exchange where you know if you live long enough you become the villain yeah that was oh. absolutely great oh, i bet i bet yeah i'm a big fan of all that shit they should keep doing it. all right round robin final four uh, we went from the bottom, and then we went here. Of uh, a little, some dark horses, you know. The Superboy book I thought was definitely a dark horse. Um, some favorites, I think that you know really should have gotten some votes, man. I'm really pissed that other Green Lantern book didn't go, man. I, I, I pretty, pretty much Animal agree on like all the almost all the like the horror, the mystical DC books were going to make it to the top four. Right now, here's our four, and you're almost right. The two dark books definitely made it. We have Constantine the Demon, Vacation from Hell. It's going to be Frank Allen and art by Nick Varela. I actually have images of all these. Constantine the Demon, Vacation. And you can read it. Go ahead and read those, Dave. Arcane Guile meets Hellish Fury. John Constantine is forced no, to come play. on, do it, do it like you. David, really come on, it. bring the energy. You I know, know you what? want. To. I don't want to like, bring the energy right now. You're okay, reading it you like fine. it's a okay. phone number. Arcane Guile meets Hellish Fury. John Constantine is forced to play host to Etrigan the Demon. In the pair, embark on a deeply personal and potentially apocalyptic mission, journeying back home to Liverpool, Constantine must confront ghosts from his past, and Etrigan isn't exactly his first choice for an ally. That sounds boring. I'm sorry. That's great, though. Uh, this is probably the best yeah, like, of the remaining four, honestly. It really does sound the best, but that's a very nice cover. Some of my favorites got chopped off in this last round. Oh, dude, you and me both. Um, Alright, here's uh, Suicide Squad Dark. This is going to uh, be... A that... team of occult misfits on, and monsters me... assembled by Amanda Waller. Oh, you can't, you can't. You're coming here with the energy now, now that Taylor's on stage. to a mind-melting suicide mission to assassinate Earth-15's League of Shadows. Taylor has persuaded him the best way with peer pressure and mocking. Um, this is going to be uh, created by Zach Thompson and art by Gary Brown. Um, I'm okay with this book. It's I mean, it's favorite. fine. I mean, it seems uh, like a like a popcorn comic, you know? Yeah. I love some Frank, man. God, I love Frankenstein. Mm. I do love me some Frank. 
He's awesome. But Who wrote I that book? I probably would not buy this book. What was that New 52 book? Was there a New 52? There, was, there was. It was a Frankenstein book. Frankenstein and the Agents of Shade. It was great. It was really good. Uh, moving on. Green Lantern. The light at the end of forever. forever. Cy Spurrier and art by Marco Santucci. Dave. All right, Adam, you're up. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Take it away, Adam. Gomer gets the last one. You say the Superboy book for me. Yep. <laughs> You're not going to do it. You don't have to. A dark future, a galaxy gripped by tyranny. When an elderly farmer in a backwater system is brutalized by the latest thugs with jetpacks and jackboots. Are you like Macho Man? Yes, that's what I was about to say. (laughs) Now that you a Slim Jim. (laughs) He he remembers a forgotten past, an era of champions, a cadre of noble peacekeepers. Long since vanished his name. He is sure of it. John Stewart. Yeah, I got you for two minutes, Spider. All right. Snap it to Slim Jim. All right, so this All is right. just Green Lantern the end. I mean, that doesn't sound like a bad premise. Just, you know. It doesn't. It's just it, not very appealing to me. It doesn't jump out to me. Yeah. Yes. The other Green Lantern. And I, I kind of have enough of John Stewart right now. Oh, he's, thank he's, you. He's been, you know, he's taken over the main Green Lantern book. And honestly, he's the least interesting part of it. He is. All, all of the Joe and the Teen Lantern and the Simon stuff, that stuff's really interesting. Simon is but, awesome. I mean, dude, every other Green Lantern in my even guy, oh, I love is guy. more interesting than fucking John. He's just Kyle's always going to be my Green Lantern, yeah, but we course. really do have like a diverse sampling of Green Lanterns at this point, you know? Yeah, we got so many. Yeah, All right, last so one. So much John. Superboy, the man of tomorrow, <laughs> determined to find his place in a strange universe. Connor Kent, Superboy, leaves Earth behind. But his journey of self-discovery <laughs> brings him face-to-face with a group of freedom fighters who challenge not just everything Connor stands for, but what it means to bear the Superman crest. That's going to be written by Kenny Porter and art by Jahoni Lindsay. Fans will begin to still vote until the 19th. Uh, no, that opens at the 19th. At I mean, the Superboy one eyes, sounds like shotgun. Right? I mean, that sounds fine. It sounds like you could have some interesting story there, but I'm bitter yeah. against this one because it beat out my favorite. This uh, one has my vote just for Gomer's voice. <laughs> Superboy, the Kryptonian Rick. Um, so that, there's, Superman. There's how everything went. Uh, this cyborg story sounded really cool, right? And sort of an internet leaning, right? And then Superboy was going up against, this was my pick to win it all. Green Lantern, uh, the the conspiracy or some shit. It yeah, I mean. If, Alan if I, Scott. Yeah, that one sounded really cool. Yeah, this was my pick of the litter to be sure, but I guess just Alan Scott doesn't have as much name recognition as Superboy. That probably helped. Like, it it was a fairly close vote. It looks like, and yeah, um, yeah, it was it was the closest of uh, all the votes from what I can see. The uh, they got the percentages just above the win there. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that really sucks, dude. That really sucks. Oh well. So one of those is going to be the next book that DC publishes. Uh, Robbins, that won the last round, Robin, uh, is just rapping. And it's not been great. It's not been very good at all. So that's what democracy gets you, y'all. Uh, uh, all right. Here's another angle. Let's not, let's not move away from, from the round Robin. Okay. I have read some stuff online that's calling this contest out in sort of a unique angle. 
uh, some of the creators involved in this, uh, it like this stressed them the fuck out. Yeah, I could I could imagine so. Yeah, and that was a unique angle I sort of picked up on um, on Twitter, and that's where everybody gets all their bullshit anymore. But this is no way to run a fucking comic book publisher. I'm sorry, it's just not. Um, it's one thing to have your boss say, "No, fuck you, you, I'm not doing that." It's another thing for all of the planet Earth to say, "No, fuck you, I'm not doing that." <laughs> or um, sure, let's go ahead and kill Robin. Yeah, it's like a reality show almost, you know. And <laughs> you I mean, if like... these were all things that were not going to make it past the editors in the first place, I guess that's as good a way to handle it as any. But yeah, yeah I can definitely understand how it's probably not great for the creative process to a not know if you're going to be doing it in the first place, because it has to go through the contest first and B um, if you're like one of the people in these like last rounds who loses out, that's gotta be extra frustrating because you know, it seems like there's some fan support, but it's probably never going to see the light of the day unless you win the contest. They ain't going right? to get paid. Right. If the book ain't made right. Probably not. Seems sinister. If you put it in that light, Gomer, yeah, it's really dark and sinister. Moving on to something really bright and fancy. Russell Dodderman has all of his designs ready. All 11 of his designs for the upcoming second annual Hellfire Gala thrown <laughs> by Emma Frost. I'm so excited. Uh, Wolverine. Uh, this is going to hit stands in June. Do, we, do you want me to quote all of Russell Dodderman's like fashion no i don't no, think we're ever gonna no, get through I think it I'm okay that. on that <laughs> it's a lot I, I do say i think i like this one better than her last year outfit yeah me too she's come up and i know we missed it but she got adamantium bones now because proteus doesn't understand his x-men lore Did y'all read that fucking proteus yeah <laughs> classic proteus right oh my bad <laughs> all right hold on we got a comment yeah that's a dope design i think so too man let's go back to, to wolverine yeah of them boots, she got the little claws on the boots. I think the punk look suits her, you know. Yeah, I think Definitely. so. Yeah. You got uh, Jubilee in my Wolverine. <laughs> yeah. Moving on to Scarlet uh, Witch. I really like this Scarlet Witch. Pretty yeah. classic look. Pretty classic That's look. cool. And I'm I'm hoping that they keep like kind of the galaxy print hair thing going on here. Yeah, I gotta I gotta talk. I gotta mention the shoes. Just the attention to detail there from the creators. That's just re- really, really cool. I'm just gonna come out saying the shoes are dope. Uh, now, hands down, the easiest, the winner of the best look of the night. Oh, wow. Dr. Fucking Doom. I mean, Dr. Fucking hood. Doom ain't showing up anywhere without his drip all over the fucking <laughs> stage, man. Mr. Sinister is going to be so jealous of that Dude, game. if that's not pointed out in the book, yes, that's in my notes for this one. Yeah, I know, man. I know, Josh. It's wild. Uh, Doom's gonna have like a posse with him. He's gonna have three or four, you know, Latvarian henchmen, maybe Doombots. I don't know. Uh, moving on to someone who looks like they're just getting back from the gym, which I guess is an okay look. I mean, this is an okay look, but it looks like something she'd just wear in her own comic. You know, this yeah, doesn't look exactly. like a special occasion outfit for her. Yeah, yeah, and we've seen and we've seen designs of She-Hulk in better outfits. I agree, man. That being said, I mean, it is probably harder to do this for She-Hulk. Like, kind of, it's probably harder to do it for people like Emma Frost because they're always getting, you know, their fashion on. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. She kind of got, like, the uh, genie pants going. I don't know if that's fashion or what. It seems more like appropriation. She's appropriating Middle East fashion. Anyway, 
Uh, just oh, dripping man. with Shut thirst. Off abs. Yeah. Dripping with thirst. I mean, <laughs> thirst trap. What? They this is just me. like his regular costume. Was it really is. Just he took on. his shirt off. No <laughs> shit. Yeah, he just said, "No, watch this." Dude, the Hulkamaniac. <laughs> you want You want You want some gumbo? Some gumbo <laughs> Yeah, I got a little imagine, bit of boudin down here. <laughs> you imagine this just hunk of a man walks up to you. He's like, "All oh, right, what's going on?" And he's like, "Oh, head off. How you going there, man? I don't get him. Right, moving on. Black Widow classic. I don't know if I like it. It's certainly her character, you know. You're showing Black Widow, but it's appropriate for the character. Yeah, it feels. I, I don't know. It doesn't stand out in this crowd, to be. How sure. is she going to fight in a skirt? Uh, yeah, a pencil I, skirt. No, I'm okay with the outfit as is. It just looks more like superhero-y, less like fancy ballish. Because she's yeah, always looks like she's, she's going to always work right rocking now. a cat suit. Yeah, I don't know. It does fit for sure, but. I have I have some problems with it. I will say I do like the spike heels. Oh, for sure. Yo, the heels are dope. Heels are great. All right, moving on. Spider Man, Peter Parker getting. I think it's That's gonna be cool. Peter. I, I think like, it's gonna like be fucking too. Peter. There's so many Spider people walking around now. I'm sure it's Peter though, right? Are you sure that's Peter? That might be Miles. Yeah, it's Miles Colors. I mean, if this is Peter, what's really sad is that this is so much cooler looking than that white costume they were putting him in, like the streaming costume from. <laughs> oh God. It was wild, yeah. So, yeah, uh, I like it, but, yeah, I, it works for him because he's still supposed to have a secret identity, maybe, even though everybody knows who he is. How are you going to eat dessert? How are you going to have hors d'oeuvres at the ball? I mean, it's pretty. You just, you just lift the mask up halfway. Oh, he does it all the time when he's making I out with ladies. I, it's true. <laughs> um, Havoc getting an invite. He got an invite last year, but he did not go because of team drama. Remember that? No, he did go. They crashed the party. Oh, right? that's right. He went and everyone was like, no, fuck this. We're going too. Uh, kind of traditional. Good look for him. He looks kind of like a biker, like a futuristic biker guy. You know, the leather. He almost kind of looks like he's in Tron without like yeah. quite as much glowy strips on him, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me what your watched, name is, program. <laughs> I watched Tron. Uh, now, uh, Dr. Doom, definitely best look overall. This look, my favorite look overall for a mutant. And it's Bobby Iceman, just a dream sickle. Um, That's pretty. He's good. going technically, basically, he's going naked, right? He's just making a suit out of ice. I mean, if you go by that logic, he fights Prime naked as naked. well. Naked, just like Human Torch, right? He just got some underwear. I, don't I think know. his suit's flammable. It, it's flammable. a fine line. It's a fine line. Anyway, gorgeous look. I love that. Uh, next up, uh, Sink. Uh, not terrible. Um, I like it better than his last year look. Yeah, I don't understand the high collar and the short sleeves. You got to pick a direction. You can't have both. That's just me, maybe. But high collar, long sleeve, short collar, short sleeves. I mean, that's a high fucking collar, man. That is, that is a high collar. That's what? a good pop right there. Yeah, no shit. That is a good pop. Maybe that's, a- that's what they're going for. Uh, finally, Magic, who is just going all out. She's just of course. no fucks given. In She's this just outfit. leaning all the way into it. You know. She's got a sword with her. Um, Always. I don't know if that's part of the costume, if that's an accessory, um, but she's she got just... a tail. Full Dark Child, man. Full on Dark Child pantsuit. I don't know what to say. There's some good ones, and then there's ones like this that I'm just like, I don't get it. I just don't get it. Shouldn't these be more fashion? 
I mean, that's not fashion to me. That's maybe the Krakoa, maybe Dodderman with this is trying to create Krakoan fashion. Is that what's happening? I don't maybe. know. I'm not sure about that angle, but I will say that characters like uh, Wolverine and uh, Magic here, and even Black Widow, they look very in character with these costumes. You're right. You're right. I mean, Magic showing up full on goth chick here is entirely appropriate for who she is, but she would totally do that. Yep. But yeah, I totally agree that Doctor Doom definitely had the oh, best for sure. Oh god, Doctor Doom. Love the fur, love the yeah. like embellishment on the yeah, it's good shit. All right. Uh that's your we'll talk more about that when it happens. I'm really excited. Uh IDW has announced nine original titles. Let's get through these. Uh they're losing TF and Joe. So to make up for it, they're going creator-owned. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. Hey, Snyder, that's a big name. I think that's a good idea. Exactly. Scott Snyder and uh, Hayden Sherman doing Dark Spaces Wildfire. Uh, it's a thriller. Follows a group of female inmate firefighters deep into the smoldering California hills where their desperate heist of a burning mansion will lead them to the score of a lifetime. That sounds fucking cool. That does sound yeah. cool. That sounds yeah. really cool, dude. Yeah, because that actually is very topical for <laughs> nowadays. For sure. Uh, I don't even know how to pronounce this. Trivial Cult, Trove Cult, the five-issue miniseries, Scott Brian Wilson, Rihanna Congas, uh, introduces Marty Tarantella, a down-on-his-luck loser whose last-ditch scheme to escape a lifetime of fast food service has him on a collision course with a cult of violent devil-worshipping lunatics. Sounds like a little, you know... Comedy horror sort of thing. Sounds very clerkish to me if you watch oh, nice. the cartoon. Nice, nice. Uh, moving on, Crashing, five-issue mini, Matthew Klein, art by Morgan Beam. Open the door to an emergency room filled with casualties of a superhuman war where Rose Osler, a doctor on her own path of addiction and recovery, faces the most dangerous day of her medical career. I'm hooked. I'm sold. That, that sounds sound fucking cool, dude. That sounds really cool. Uh, Earth Divers. Ongoing. Stephen Graham Jones with art by David uh, Jean-Felice. Uh, unites four indigenous survivors in an apocalyptic near future as they embark on a bloody one-way mission to save the world by traveling back in time to kill Christopher Columbus Oh my prevent the creation amazing. of America. That's interesting. That's awesome. really interesting. I, I would have to get this one. That sounds. I'm on all these so far, man. Even that cult one is sounds you know interesting enough to pick up issue one. Uh, Dead Seas, a six. Let me pull up the. There it is. Uh, a six issue miniseries. Kevin Scott. He's writing some of the uh, Star Wars mm -hmm. shit right now. Uh, Nick Brokenshire transforms a cynical convict into a reluctant hero when he's trapped on a sinking prison ship. Swarming with ghosts. Can he unite criminals, pirates, and brutal guards as they try to escape a watery grave? Eh. I, I, I like the idea of that one, but that art didn't really sell me. No, I'm it doesn't sell I honestly thought it was like a Johnny Quest poster or something when you first yeah. brought it up. That doesn't look like Johnny Quest. Anymore. Yes, it does. It looks very 60s yeah. Johnny Quest. Uh, Gogotha uh, Motor Mountain, a five-issue miniseries, Matthew Ehrman and Lonnie Nadler, art by Ryan Lee, high-octane redneck motor massacre about two meth-cooking brothers and their attempt to make it home in one piece as all manner of cosmic alien horrors are hot on their trail. <laughs> that, that sounds, sounds ridiculous. Fun. I'll, I'll, I'll pick up an issue of that. Just to... Yeah, I mean, <laughs> there's a, that is. a lot of moving pieces on that one, it sounds That's like. That's a lot, dude. I can't even keep up. 
Uh, Arca, this sounds pretty good. Original graphic That's novel cool. by Van Jensen, art by uh, Jesse Lonergan. Leaves a dying earth behind as billionaires establish a luxurious new society out among the stars, tended to by teenage indentured servants. But one girl discovers that the good life promised for their years of servitude was a lie. Then this is right up David's alley, and I love hearing him talk about sci-fi books like this. So yeah, Sounds up your alley, too. Got some nice social really, commentary going on there. Yeah, I really dig that sort of shit, too. But um, I, th- what's that one uh, Matt Damon movie? It sounds like that. Oh, yeah, um, Elysium. Yeah, it's yeah. Elysium with a twist. Uh, anyway, moving on. Two more. Sinbin, six-issue miniseries, Robbie Thompson, with art by Molly Murakami. Hits the road with washed-up hockey player Dale Dukes Duquesne, who moonlights as a monster hunter during away games with his daughter Cat in tow, hoping to find their mother's killer. So happy Gilmore meets Monster Squad. It's super, happy Gilmore meets Supernatural. Supernatural, yeah. yeah. That sounds pretty interesting, actually. <laughs> it sounds so wild, dude. But yeah, I'm all over that. <laughs> Uh, hunger. I mean, they say write about what you love and what you know. So this dude's like, how about hockey and monsters? Uh, hunger and the dusk, twelve issue. Uh, G Willow Wilson. Oh, cool. Art by Chris Wild Goose. Upends an age old conflict between humans and orcs by introducing a new deadlier species. Fragile alliances form and unexpected romances blossom as former enemies wade into battle together to save their two races. Ooh, that sounds so it's a cool. fantasy romance book. That sounds interesting. Dude, it's more than just romance, though. I yeah. mean, it's gonna. She could go so many directions. With oh that. yeah, there's so many. And this directions. is another one with a really good uh, writing pedigree. Yeah, which you will there. So but, man, nine new books. Yeah, I mean, all of them are things I definitely would consider getting, and I feel like at least uh, four or five of them are like I'm for sure getting that first issue. You know? Yeah, I dude. will definitely try to try to get all nine first issues and then go from there. Yeah. IDW really needed to do this because uh, like we said earlier, they're losing, they're losing all of their licenses pretty much. Say what you want about Transformers and GI Joe comics. They pay the bills. A comic does not carry for every, every month, three, but most times four variant covers every month. GI Joe and Transformers both carry multiple variant covers. You just don't do that every month on an issue, what, 30? Unless people are buying them. And I know people who buy G.I. Joe and Transformers because they've always bought G.I. Joe and Transformers since they were a little kid. It's a hobby. That's why I buy G.I. Joe and Transformers. Adam's that guy. Anyway, uh, Moon Knight. uh, We're talking about episode three and four, uh, the friendly type. And uh, episode four was the tomb. Uh, the tomb was just a blow you out of the fucking water episode with an ending that I mean I shit bricks, dude, because they they were leaning hard onto the Lemire run. They just dove right into the Lemire run in in this. Uh, yeah, um, yeah. Go ahead. dude. We were talking back on week one, right? That we were oh, we kind of wish they had started him in the insane asylum, kind of like the Lemire run did. But yeah. now we have gotten there. You know, we have. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're really playing with the premise, way, but yeah. yeah. It's still really exciting, though. Yeah. Yeah. We get to meet all these other gods. Everyone's pretty sure Boss showed up in here, the uh, uh, Wakandan panther god. Uh, but we're not really sure. I don't think it was actually confirmed. 
we got Alexander the Great, which is cool, bringing in a lot of that, you know, Egyptian colonization sort of stuff, mm -hmm. but doing it subtly, you know. Yeah, and then he ripped his throat. Oh, hey, out. Drew, thanks for coming by, bro. Man, Drew is freaking awesome. He's got Comic Core. You still doing Comic Core, Drew? Go check them out on YouTube. That's a great channel. Um, but yeah, they brought in the Alexander the Great and the sort of, I mean, they did. They brought in the colonizing angle, you know. It oh, yeah, they totally did. It, it wasn't in your face, but it's definitely there. Um, and then just shit hits the fan, you know. Mark, Steven get shot, and then there's Man, two of I, them. I'm tired and... of being teased with Jake here. Oh, yeah, know? this is I'll... definitely Jake in here. Oh, a thousand percent, yeah. And at one point, they both black out. They both have no idea how a thing happened. Yeah, that's Jake. Well, yeah, yeah. that was um, – so I guess going chronologically here, yeah, in episode three, we that was definitely Jake uh, stabbing those motherfuckers. Yeah. So, like, it's kind of an interesting dynamic, right, where we have um, – Mark, who's like the main personality, he's kind of like, I guess, in a sense, the balanced one in a weird way. Yeah. Then we have uh, Steven, who's the pacifist. And it is annoying that Steven is continuously like fucking things up with his pacifism, but you get it because like he's the part of Mark that like hates what he does. I mean, and you could say he's the pacifist. I was calling him the brains by the last episode. Oh, that's for yeah, sure. Yeah. Him, oh, yeah. They'd be stuck. They'd be fucked without. He definitely him. pulled his weight for sure. Um, yeah. But then you have Jake, who they haven't actually named yet, but he is the one who is all about that violence. Yeah. He's yeah. the most unhinged one. And uh, yeah, they're I'm probably. They're taking so long to introduce him that by the time they do introduce him, are they going to have enough time to really. Explain. That's a good point. If they don't unleash him in this next episode, and honestly, pretty fairly, fairly early on into it, there's just not going to be enough time for that to to breathe. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're absolutely right. Because at some point, they're all going to have to be working together. Right. We have to have that uh, Spider-Man No Way Home moment. Yes, that's the only thing that's going to make this show work. Because they keep. I mean, for a while, they were doing it to the audience, you know, making the audience have this conflict. And now it's been the conflict amongst the characters. Now that the characters both understand and are basically out to each other, you know what I mean? And accepting of the other. Then they have their bickering. Now, at the end of this last episode, the tomb, when they find that hug, when they found each other. You know what I mean? That yeah, was like a huge moment yeah. in the fucking show. Not just the, the it episode. It was, yeah. Series. It was huge moment because... I mean, they're in a situation where all they have is each other now. You yes, know? exactly, man. And and I was kind of pissed when they skipped Jake. You know, because he's in there. I can help. Come on. Let me out. I don't know if that's what he was saying. But... Yeah, he was saying something close, but yeah, they're not going to be happy when he shows up, but he's going to be the one who ends up helping everybody and saving the fucking day. He might end up killing Layla in the process. That's just my prediction, but they're all eventually going to have to still live with each other, you know? Um, but yeah, it's definitely going all in. You know, this was great. I mean, oh, I love this. Yeah. Finally, they spent some money on CGI. It's about time. It is a Marvel fucking show. Come on, guys. Uh, but yeah, it was I'm a great, all in. yeah, it was a great stinger to end on. Like the hippo shows up, and she has a goofy voice, which, or at least one yeah. that you were not expecting. So right, yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's it's interesting. I can't wait to see you know what's going to happen moving forward. I mean, did they ran through like the first two arcs of Jeff Lemire's run in like two minutes in this? You know, they really did. It, it went really fast. Um, but yeah, still in. We'll talk about the uh, penultimate episode next week. Uh, so. It's a little short run, and then it's fucking Skywalker, baby. Oh, my God. I can't wait. Food news. Mmm, yummy. Uh, we did it.
Yay! We did it. Uh, environment be damned. The trash that will fill up landfills and be there forever be damned. We got our Mexican pizzas back. Woo-hoo! We did it. We did it, y'all. We fought this war and we succeeded. That's right. I mean, we can't win anything else. I mean, equal pay, no. 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 But we can bully fast food chains it. into bringing back. A popular menu item that they left. This is hands down the saddest food news segment we have ever done. It is sad. It is. It's really sad, but I'm going to order one this week and cry while I'm eating it. Me too, but like a lot. Are they available now? You have to go through DoorDash exclusively until I think the 28th and then Ah. they'll be available, but you can only go through DoorDash. Mmm, man, it's so good. Remember, you know, Dave, we talked about this. Remember when yeah, they went yeah, away? Was, we were really a, mad. We were upset about this. I was really upset. But but you could make one. You could cut, make a copycat. Yeah, you said house. that then, too. I'm going to say the same thing I said to you then. Fuck you. I don't want to make <laughs> a fucking Mexican pizza. I'm just going to go spend my 350 Go get a it's stupid It's not going to be 350 anymore. Yeah, it's... Uh, I'm, I'm going to get like five bucks. Yeah. There'll be no that's dollar they, menu item that's here. That's why they took it away. Could raise the price. Um, all right. Wait, we do have a moment of destruction. Uh, Hasbro is raising prices. Boo. Again. Yeah, again. They boo. raised prices last year or the year before. Um, they're talking about supply chain issues still, man. Um, they're also talking sense. about a $100 million hit by stopping selling shit to Russia. Um, I'm sorry. You know, I get it. But in a way, it's like, who buying trans- – are like the, the soldiers buying fucking G.I. Joes and Transformers? Is that – I mean, it's little kids, right? You, you're taking toys out of little kids to make a point about war. It just seems – I mean, I get it. But it seems counterintuitive to the actual overall goal here. Um, so, yeah. They're also talking about COVID-19 in some places, which, yes, is still a thing, even though America has stopped worrying about it. I get it. I Too, you know, I understand that, too. But oh, that's my old lady's phone. Shut up. Oh, it's the neighbor. Swipe down to decline. I don't know how to <laughs> make <laughs> you, you didn't mow their grass, too? Nah, he's got his own lawnmower. Uh, anyway, to improve product and stocks uh, this holiday season versus last, we're advancing deliveries of key items so that we can ensure they're on hand. Um, so this kind of seems to me like they're getting out in front of a problem that they think is going to happen with these supply chain issues. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, Hasbro shares rose 3.1% on that news. So fuck you, Hasbro. Kiss my ass. That's all I got to say. I'm still going to buy every stupid G.I. Joe classified figure you put out, but I am not going to like it. Well, you're kind of the problem then, aren't you? I am the problem. That's why I'm so mad. I am definitely the problem, dude. I've been pretty stingy on my Transformer buying. I'm kind of at the point where I already have a version of pretty much every Transformer I want. Yeah. So it's got to be something special. It's got to be something. Do you see cool. that new Metroplex they announced? Yeah, that's yeah, oh, it's but... ridiculous. It's like a Constructicon. Well, it's know. from another. It's from like another line. It's like robots yeah. in disguise or something. Yeah. Uh, all right, Beast Wars Annual 2022. Sam Mags, uh, Lana Suvani, David Mariotti, and Philip Johnson, Nick Marino, and Andrea Bell, covered by Ryan Miller. Yeah. Uh, 
Go it's ahead, three, Adam. Give me it's three give mini me 30 stories. <laughs> okay. It's three mini stories. Uh, the first one is Scold's No Good, Very Bad Day, which Scold is a, I guess, a semi new character to this run, um, who is a Predacon who is getting bullied around the Predacon ship. Uh, but while, Pre- while Scold's getting bullied, Scold finds uh, he gets locked into a prisoner's cell, and in that cell is a prisoner. And the prisoner kind of gives Scold a pep talk. It makes Scold feel like Scold is worth something. And so essentially, once... Scold is the kid from Deadpool 2. Oh, there you go. That's... Basically, but then oh, no. at the very end, Scold rips apart the guy's head and uses something from his head to unlock the door, goes out the door, throws the dude's head back in, and closes the door behind him. Mm. It's a really weird story. This is so dumb. I don't know what to think about it. The next one was a Waspinator and Rhinox, right? Ne- next one was Waspinator and Rhinox, and they were playing right. Marco Polo, bad. but it was yeah. Optimus Prime. Yeah. Uh, they were both locked in a maze. Um, it was Tarantulas' maze. Oh, Black Arachnia. And Black Arachnia. Oh, they were both there. Okay. They were both there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It was and pretty funny. And then the funny. third one had the, the worst art. The third one had the worst art, but Ugh. I actually I liked the joke of it the most. Um, and so basically imagine one of those campfire scenes from the X-Men where they're all just gathered around the campfire telling ghost stories. Yeah. Um, but this one, um, Dinobot tells a ghost story and the ghost story is essentially the plot of Beast Machines. I know Gum <laughs> hasn't, hasn't, okay. hasn't probably seen that show, but not. it is it is basically the plot of Beast Machines. They're oh man, okay. So Botanicus and uh, clones... This and, is uh, a yeah. rare moment where I can understand a reference to a Transformers property that Gomer cannot. No, I I understood the re- I I've never seen that show, but I understand it was it was bad. The names it I know some of the names bad. from that show, and I you know what I mean. I know the gist of it, but no, Man, I never got into Beast it, Wars. But... Was like a mainstay thing for my family when I was growing up, and we were oh they're doing a sequel series. It's Beast Machines. Damn them! What have they done? They butchered it. <laughs> Uh, they had to keep that tradition going after the G1 fuckers got Beast Wars. So, so this idea of them like shitting all over it in this comic book, I really like that idea. Yeah. So that was funny. So what? One out of the three stories was kind of the funny, middle even one. Though the art was wonky. Out of I that liked one. the middle one. It was, it was okay. okay. The Optimus Prime, the Marco Polo. It was fun, but the art's just so cartoonish in this for me. Can't we have a, a decent drawing of these? In any of them. I thought the annual was supposed to do a little bit of extra work. I will say that that cover looks pretty rad. Yeah, the, I did oh, actually the have... The best part. A, yeah, the cover was by far the best part. That is Ryan Miller. Look for more from him. That is a fantastic cover. 100%. That is great work. But you know another problem I have with this book? It was extra big, extra expensive... But at least ten of the pages were a preview for the next issue of Beast Wars, oh, which is was, free online. That was ridiculous, dude. This book had—they were like padding it, you know. So overall, it's just mediocre. Um, I'm waiting for New Blood. I mean, I know I keep saying that every time we review that well, shit, but I, I'm very excited. IDW's for new just books. spinning its wheels, you know. It they're really just, is. They're just printing out what they got. Wait for the summer. And they start having these one shots that go back and look at the old shit, and we'll get our lost light one shot, and you know more than meets the eye one shot. Those are, those are going to be good. You know, then it'll be like, oh man, I wish IDW still did this. You know, 
Maybe not. Let's do top three. Man, I don't know what the hell y'all even gonna talk about. I was about to say, yeah, we have to put a massive asterisk on the top three this week. Uh, the shop that, uh, we typically buy our books at did not have any Marvel books. Now, I have other avenues to go down, and I don't well, consider it they said that because I'm purchasing the books anyway. They said they'll probably get them shipped in eventually, so, you know, I'll, I'm, I'm going to wait and, you know, give my shop my money, you know. Um, well, no, but I'm yeah. still going to purchase those titles. Oh, for sure, for sure. But I'm just yeah, saying, like, I stole, you know, them. I'm just going to wait show. until I can get them at the shop. Is all I'm saying. That's fair. Um, That's fair. But that Do you want to go first? They, well, yeah, because they were not shipped the uh, Marvel books. I got just DC on my uh, list this week. Nice. So, it's a very Marvel list. Now, at least one of these Episode. books probably would have been on my top three anyway. Uh, but um, the other two probably wouldn't have been. Um, so. I guess I'll start off with an honorable mention for, um, um, I guess, um, sorry, let me see which one I'm going to Oh, man, you're losing me. Blue and gold um, is a decent honorable mention. Um, it's wrapping up this uh, run. This, this run has been fun. It's been it's interesting seeing Dan Jurgens like, he he fits back into these characters really well. Um, they work really well with, like, social media sensibilities. Um, the big reveal about Black Beetle, I don't know if this is an established character or not, to be perfectly honest, but, you know, it, it was a decent way to cap off the series that you have, like, evil Booster Gold oh. dressed up like Blue Beetle, you know? Oh. Oh, fuck you. But, he, um, mentioned Earth, he was mentioned in Earth 3. He was, like, the Earth 3 version of Booster yeah, Gold. Yeah, apparently. Yeah, that's an interesting idea. I'm glad, I, I loved know. that idea. I don't dude. know if they've ever done that before, so, yeah, that's a cool This pull. was my... This was... I don't know. Three for me was really hard this week. This could have been three or an honorable mention really easily. One and two were really easy for me. This is my favorite part of the book. Why? The whole book has been they're connected to the internet. They're making money at the internet. That's what they're doing. But they have this moment where they go back to prehistoric times, beat the shit out of Black Beetle, and then they're like, hey, let's just hang out with no internet for a while and kick it. And I was like, oh, man. You know, that's a great oh, point. That's cool. That's cool. These yeah. guys are one of the best set of bros from anywhere in yeah. comics. And it was cool to see them have their moment there. That's, I want to see the book come back. I definitely want another volume. It was really good. They left it open for it. Um, no, I they bet... just leave it open. They basically set it up. Well, they, they did the whole, like, nev- yeah, I was, I was actually wondering how you felt about that, because I know that you hate Batman. Uh, uh, I'm okay <laughs> with Batman giving his money away. Well, there you go. That's the yeah. one good thing he can do that I will never argue with, giving his money away. I mean, he's really the hero of this story, you realize. <laughs> no, he's not. Stop. He's not. Uh, what was your number three? My number three is um, Wonder Trial of the Amazons, Wonder Girl number oh. two. Cool. I did read this. I don't have any shots of this. Uh, but that's okay. a shame because the only reason it's my number three is because of the artwork. Yeah, it was I like okay. the way that she broke down. Like there were three parallel stories going at the same time with uh, Diana on the top, with the um, other contestants at the bottom, and then a uh, uh, Cassie breaking down the murder mystery in the middle. Um, yeah. This murder mystery thing, they did a spoiled. decent job. They did a decent job, like, showing it along in this issue. But overall, it was just kind of like a meh thing. Yeah. But um, that being said, the artwork in this was fantastic. I loved watching Joelle Jones draw Themyscira. I loved her uh, playing with the formatting here. It was um, 
it reminded me of how much I'm going to miss her Wonder Girl series. Yeah, me too. Uh, hopefully it comes back in some some way, shape, or form because, yeah, it was awesome. Uh, I'll go number three because, I mean, I'm sure Taylor's going to mention the other two DC books that I have as honorable mentions. So uh, I'll just go with my number three. And I just had to do this because I didn't want to change it, you know, because it came out on 420. <laughs> the secret history of the war on weed this is my number one book <laughs> uh it's pretty wild dude it is pretty crazy it's jerry duggan and brian posen uh scott oh, wow. Cobbish doing it yeah i need to go find this I, it's I just got a lot of big out. dumb action where this... it is it is if you grew up watching 80s 80s yeah. action flicks this is basically an 80s action flick in comic book form Basically, like the bleeds red, white, and blue action star. What yeah. the hell am I looking at? Goes to goes to fuck up some, some weed growers during the crackdown in the eighties. Yeah, because they have a the president is a very Nancy Reagan looking individual, and they make him smoke weed, so he has this awakening. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's just big, dumb, stupid four twenty. Yeah, he's, he's like, it's just it's just if you if you love like eighties action flicks, yeah. it's just a lot of references to eighties action flicks in this. Yeah. Uh, there are a lot of puns, like uh, oh, Happy it's Days full of puns. It's page full of after puns. page of puns. Dude. Um, but the but the it also like, breaks the fourth wall. Like the narrator is like, all right, I know this guy seems like an asshole, but just hold on. I read ahead, yeah. and he's gonna get good in like a page or two. Like the yeah. narration narration bubbles are saying that, and it's yeah, like, it's, oh it's, my god, this book sucks. It's like I wonder if BKV is hiring a narrator for Saga. I mean, that's a joke in the book. Yes, it is. Yeah, it's it's really good. It's but, really self aware. Yeah, but overly it's, it's two acts. It's two acts where yeah. where the the this this character his name is Scotch uh goes to Scotch kill Tiernan yeah Scotch Tiernan and he goes <laughs> sounds to, like, like the eighties yeah he goes he goes he goes to take out take on the war of drugs then he gets exposed he try get well he's forced to have to smoke yeah. marijuana he has a change of heart and then in the end of it it's all the these cartoonish '80s characters coming after him. It's like him. if Captain Planet was actually who Captain Planet should have been in the '80s. <laughs> it's those kind of assholes. Dude. Yeah, the villains and all that. Yeah. This is great. I mean, like they have like uh, that cocaine was the, Johnny. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> cocaine Johnny. Like nobody's doing drugs. Not even you, Cocaine Johnny. We're doing a war on drugs. <laughs> yeah, I joined the war on the drugs on the side with drugs. Yeah, I side with drugs. <laughs> yeah, that was the secret history of the war on drugs. War on weed. War on weed. Yeah. Shot. Uh, go ahead, Adam. Cool. Um, so I managed to get my hands on one Marvel book this week. Um, and that was Avengers number 55. Oh, and so I guess that's my number three. Um, it was you, just Jonas. okay. It was just all, all right. right. Um, this was honest. This was just... It's really weird because this was a setup issue for the next phase of uh, Jason Aaron's yeah. Avengers run, which we're Spoil 55 it. issues in. We don't really need a new setup for whatever else is going to come on. Spoil but, it. What, the, the, the we already, last... well, everybody already knows. The Multiverse of Mephisto or the Council of Mephisto. Well, that, but also nighthawk nighthawk joins the avengers in this issue the avengers um and actually just murdering him like a month ago it's weird the main reason why i like this issue is the first half of this issue is nighthawk and black panther having kind of a heart-to-heart yeah um 
kind of coming to terms and Nighthawk basically takes Black Panther's spot and Black Panther leaves because of whatever the hell's going on in Black Panther right now. It's pretty uh, good, actually. It's pretty fun. <laughs> but yeah, dude, I did not. I don't like Nighthawk. I don't like any of those guys unless they're shitting on them or using them to, you know, talk shit on, on DC because that's fun. Serpent Society also showed up in this. There's another reason. That was society, really. That was ridiculous. I mean, that's a classic Avengers foe for You're some right. reason. I mean, <laughs> I know they've always been sort of an implausible opponent for like yeah. Earth's Mightiest Heroes, but I mean, that is a classic. But at one point, pull, dude, like you know? the Serpent Society's there, you know, posing and doing their their words, and they're like, "Oh, we got a head of head of the snake," and Mephisto comes out and he's a dog. And they make a joke about it. Yeah, they do make a joke about it. And it's like it 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 feels like a Saturday morning cartoon. It does. It does. I don't know if that's what he's going for, but, but Aaron it feels like pulled it, it off. And, that's and what you know, I'm okay do. with it. My problem is is that it's too much because we're still trying to deal with the multiversal masters, right? Of yeah. evil. But that's in Avengers Forever, right? There's too much. I don't know. There's on, too much. Dude. There's a lot going on. There's too on. much for how ridiculous this is, but yeah. I am enjoying it still. Yeah. Uh, Dave. Hmm. Honorable uh, mention and number three. My honorable mention is going to be the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the Armageddon game pregame one shot. It's mostly reprints from oh. uh, previous issues, but it's it's telling the backstory about the Rat King. Oh, and, cool. and the um, his whole how he's assembling this the, this force of evil to bring on Armageddon. That's cool. So, uh, just it's a collection of just stuff from past couple like twenty issues or so. Nice. Uh, no new, no real new artwork in there. Just, but it was a good read. Awesome. Uh, my that my number three is a book called Slumber Number Two. Oh, yeah. I skipped this this week. I think I read the first one. But, but uh, we are hot on the trail of the uh, the Shade Lady, and we are finally understanding some of her motivations. Uh, and, like, the demons are scared of her. Yeah. So. But it's got a very, like, uh, Friday, not Friday the 13th, uh, Freddy. Oh, Nightmare, Nightmare on, on Elm Street. Street. Nightmare on Elm Street, because they're entering people's dreams to hunt yeah. this lady down. Yeah. And she apparently is aware that they're doing this. Ooh. So nice. That's that on Vault <laughs> or no Behemoth? No, it's Image. Oh, is it Image? It's Image. I thought it was way indier than that. Uh, all right. Number three is Dylan Taylor. We're back around to you. Number two. Uh, my number two is going to be The Flash, number 781. That's actually yeah. my number one. Nice. Nice. This was just a crazy week. Yeah, this was just a book about uh, Wally hanging out with well, Wally or Wallace, as he insists on being called. Mm-hmm. Um, this reminded me of that issue of All Star Superman, where like it's just following Superman around on a day in his life. There's also an issue in Jason Aaron's Thor run doing the mm-hmm. same. I really enjoyed watching Wally just kind of like going around, you know, not just fighting crime, but also, you know, doing good deeds and also like you know. Going to outrageous places, doing doing some crazy deeds too. Some yeah, for sure. He's like in the center of the earth, but he's also like helping farmers like pick their crop, and he's also like hanging out in Argentina because like his favorite ice cream place is closing. And that was an interesting pull that flush man thing. I did Google that. That Did you? To see, yeah. Uh, Um, Nice. But uh, the thing that really thing is he uh, he 
goes to the Legion of Doom layer every once in a while and just just messes up one little tiny thing that's very necessary. So anytime they try to do anything, it it messes up and they have to figure out whatever the problem is. Yeah, that was really oh, fun. Wow! Like basically, that's like weird. even like lays it. out his logic that like whoever's doing this is having to waste an awful lot of money. And like he's doing yeah. just a little enough that they can't be sure that someone's sabotaging it. Wow. But, I mean, Nightwing. I didn't read this, but Nightwing sort of had that same fl- flavor, you know, yeah. a little bit this week. So I'm sure we'll mention that book again. We will for sure. But yeah, the thing that really made this issue for me was the uh, dynamic between oh, yeah, yeah, Flash and Kid Flash. It, the the best that's a theme part, Flash, you know, family yeah, is going to be a the, theme. This the week. best part about this new current run is that they brought back the Flash family in a very big way. There's a very big family dynamic in this book with Wally and his kids, and now Wally with Wally or Wallace or or Ace, I guess, is what he's calling him yeah. now. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I, I just love it. it. It gives this book a lot of heart. Yeah, it's not you know the big stakes like we're messing with the timeline or anything like that yeah. like Barry used to do. It's played out, dude. But that's played out. I like this shit more, you know. I I, I mean, I yeah, like I mean the closer to home storytelling. That, yeah, not every issue needs to be like the fate of the multiverse. It's yeah, dude. it's this book has a lot of heart. I like the way you said that and honestly, this is a good kind of indication of why I like Wally better than Barry in the first place because he does have this more grounded element to him you know like he has more of a family more of a he's more interesting outside of costume than barry Barry, could ever be barry's kind of like batman he spends his entire life pushing everybody else away to try to protect them whereas wally he goes out of his way to bring as many people into his life as he can to help protect them for the same reason yeah yeah and i i just really appreciate that it's there's a there's, that's a good like thread we can pick up in the Nightwing book, too, because they also did a good job with that exact same idea in that one. Exactly, yeah. dude. They were talking about that. Yeah. I really like that part in the Nightwing book where – and we're, we're going to talk about it, but where he's like egging Dick on. Like, what the fuck are you waiting for with your girl, dude? You know? I love that. I love that. We'll talk about that in a sec. But, yeah, yeah. this this was sweet. This nice. book has consistently had a lot of heart to it, and it's – Kind of under the radar a bit, but it it's, is. it's consistently one of my favorite reads. Since Williams left it, it definitely went further, you know, under the radar. Um, awesome. My number two, and I know no one else read it. I don't even know if I want to spoil it, but Wolverine, number 20. Uh, ben Percy, Adam Kubert. Basically, this is a Wolverine issue. Look, Wolverine reading his own comics, shooting the Wolverine comics. <laughs> right? You see that shit? But you mean Wolverine, a Deadpool issue? You said a... Oh, it did, I, I don't know. All right, it's Deadpool and Wolverine. I'm getting them. Yeah, it's Wolverine issue 20, but it's basically Oh, man, a he did ruined some valuable comics there. Yeah, though. he ruined some he really great mm-hmm. books. Uh, look, it's sort of him breaking the fourth wall, and then Wolverine's like, no, fuck you. This is my comic. <laughs> you know, I just really like that. He gets his own little, you know. Oh, he gets his whatever, own little thing. Whatever I say here is canon, right? So Emma Frost is hopelessly in love with me. And he just goes on and on to talk all this amazing, dumb shit. Uh, I mean, I guess... <laughs> Captain America is secretly afraid of dentists. Of dentists, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's hilarious, dude. But the whole book is like that. They eventually go to an island where they're still trying to get Wolverine's hand back. Still. that Still? Red, still. Um, and, and Wade really wants a green card so he can get on Krakoa whenever he wants. But what was I asking for in terms of X-Men just the other day? What was I asking about? 
Danger. Last page reveal, Danger from Astonishing X-Men coming back. Loved her so much. She was on an X-Men team for like five minutes, you know, ten yeah, years. Yeah, she was but... a big part of that book when they were like based out of San Francisco, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it's Ben Percy still hitting on all cylinders, man. And that final page reveal was too much to leave it off. So Wolverine number 20, great book. Adam, your number two. Uh, my number two was Nightwing number ninety-one, and that is. Taylor's. I'm sure that was. That Taylor's is my number one. one. Yeah. <laughs> Slim pickings for me this week, but this it is was. consistently really good. Anyway, it was. Did anyone yeah. read World World's Finest number two? I did read that, and it was it fine. Was, it was a lot of exposition, dude. Yeah. I didn't like any of it, but yes, Nightwing was even without Bruno Redondo. Yeah, <laughs> even without Bruno Redondo, which that. If Bruno Madonna was on this book, it probably would have been my number one. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I like this for the same reason why I like that Flash book. Uh, you know, it's got a lot of heart. Uh, it's it's really just two characters. It's Wally and uh, Dick just hanging out. And they're uh, on yeah, a they, mission. They, they, they're on a mission. They fight yeah. KG Beast. But that that honestly goes really easy, really fast. They, well, I really yeah, like the Yeah, I love the, the way that they that. handled that. Like the way they handled that fight with KG Beast is like, I planted a bomb. And then like Dick's like immediately figures out where it is because he's a great <laughs> detective. And Wally, of course, can deal with it instantaneously because he's the fucking Flash. So yeah. like that was a great way to handle that whole situation. Yeah. I mean, but then they get into this bigger, deeper conspiracy and it's like, oh, this feels like it should be wildly important. But yeah, it's still eclipsed by these awesome relationship moments between these two best friends. It's it's really a strange issue. You it know? is. It yeah. is. It, it is peppered with a lot of really great little comedic friendship moments. Like, uh, what do you want to be? On cradle, you a cradle, times or, a day. <laughs> cradle or piggyback? Which which one yeah. do you want? <laughs> yeah. I love that. They, that's a good like running gag they have going now. Yeah. It's like like always like even talking like so you met like future descendants and none of them have figured out a less embarrassing way for you to carry people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was really cool. I also like again they get into this bigger conspiracy with like these worldwide assassins and instead of just putting the hammer down on them, they like use them and set them up mm-hmm. and gets the rest of his it's pals. It's such a smarter way to deal yes. with the problems. Yes, dude. It wasn't your traditional hero, you know, find and smash. It was again Taylor said it. The detective saying, "Yeah, no, there's I mean, a that better was, way." That's really a testament to how good of a writer Tom Taylor is because, For like, sure. he. You might suspect going into a book like this where, like, Flash is one of the most powerful superhumans alive. And, like, Wally is the most powerful Flash. So, like, is Dick going to be useful? But he found a way to make Dick instrumental to this, right? Like, Dick is definitely contributing. He is figuring shit out. And, he, yeah, he came up with that good idea. Like, let's not just shut this shit down. Let's do some fucking damage, you know? Let's make use of this. There was a – I'm not – talking shit because there's really no other way to do it but it was kind of a tropey way to take flash out of the fight for a minute getting him knocked out by an invisible wall I'm it was sure plausible enough in the and, 50s and okay know. so that ties in with what i was just talking about though yeah we're yeah. like it's going you're probably going to end up with some sort of contrived way to get like the guy who is way way more powerful of the two not just single-handedly solving the problem yeah, but the that was as good that, a way to handle it as they probably could have come up with. The thing about that is Tom Taylor also followed that up with a panel by panel breakdown of just an amazing fight between Dick and that guy, and the way Dick was narrating it the whole time, saying this dude's not you know playing, he's not show. It was just really well done, just great writing. 
And that makes up for the tropey, you know, hit the helicopter with the force. Yeah. Field. I mean, this like, is Nightwing's book. You know, Nightwing's yeah. going to have to be involved in the fight. Yeah. You know? yeah. But, yeah. It's almost time for me to retire the Nightwing book, man, from ever being eligible. Because it could be every week. It's that damn good. Man, I could not ever solid. have that rule. I would. Yeah. Yeah. But. But like we were alluding to earlier, though, I really like the part where they're also talking about, you know, the more intimate things, the more like relationship close to shit. home things. Yeah. Bros. We're like, having bro yeah. talk. We're like, because his, Dick, Dick is sitting there. He's asking Wally, like, how do you do it? How do you go out every night knowing you have a family that you have to come back to? How do you make that commitment to have a family and be a superhero? And then Wally's just like, do it, man. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, well, he admits for? that he checks in on his family a thousand times a day. You know, well, yeah, he does it, but he also like but... it was still a good way to like if you're gonna pull Wally into this issue of Nightwing, yeah. this is the thing that he's contributing. You know, like he has this yeah. this way of like reaching out and pulling people into his life, like you were saying earlier, and like yeah. it makes him the perfect person to give Dick Grayson advice about starting a relationship with Barbara Gordon. You know. Yeah. I mean, bromances in arcs. I mean, my favorite will always be Thor and Hyperion from Hickman's Avengers. Okay, and it was a very Wally West thing to say, right? That like all oh, you guys sure. are like the greatest detectives in the world, and yet you can't put together the simplest thing in, yes. on Earth here. You know? Yeah. Uh, but I mean, long-standing relationships, you know, bromances. You got to give it Human Torch, Spider-Man, Peter Parker. You know, mm -hmm. that's just outrageously good. I love it. But this one, I mean, it's getting, it's awesome. You know? But it's for, awesome. It's definitely its stock has gone up a lot in the last few weeks and months here. Yeah. A lot because of this book, you know. Yeah. Faux show. Uh, was that Adams number two? Yep. Yep. Dave. All right. My number two is Black Hammer Reborn number eleven. Uh, this is okay. I think yeah. I thought you were going to pick Ice Cream Man number twenty nine. I didn't pick that up. Okay. It was fantastic, by the way. It was almost too good. Like, I was like, oh, my God, he's talking directly to me. Is that one of your retirees then? Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. But it yeah, it every week. It's um, every, yeah, every month it could make it. The list is so Lucy's good. husband and daughter get teleported to Rockwood uh, by Colonel Weird. And they're and they're trying to make the assessment of rock what's going on in Rockwood. It turns out that Rockwood is not in a parallel dimension, but on a parallel Earth now. Yeah. And they run into Abraham Slam. Uh, Golden Gale and Sherlock Frankenstein, the first, the original Black Hammers. Yeah, man, what a sentence that was. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot going on in that sentence. Yeah, there's like ten years of continuity going on in that sentence. Yeah, but it, but apparently the the Rockwood that they're in is basically on the Earth we know, our yeah. Earth. Yeah. Uh, uh, Matter, which is our, a wrench in the whole. Yeah, it's, what we thought was happening. Yeah, so. And then um, Insector shows up, and the Inspector Insector shows up with with the kid, with the brother. Yeah, and all fun matter stuff is happening. It's just you know always There's only one issue of this left. I think. Yeah, it's a pretty good series, tent pole series in my book. You know, that's almost done. Mm -hmm. Good choice. I think we know everybody's number one, but me. Yeah, my number one was uh, Nightwing. Adam's number one was Flash, 781. Mine was The Secret History of the War on Drugs. The War on Weed. Weed. War on Weed. Uh, I'm really pissed off uh, about the shop not having this book, dude. 
Captain America number zero, Toshi Onyebuchi, Colin Kelly, Jackson Lanzig, uh, Matea de Ayulis doing the art. This is the first issue of what's going to be a two-series sort of Captain America. With, I'm really looking forward to reading this, yeah. It is fan-fucking-tastic, dude. The new Captain's America relaunch, action, attitude, some of the best art of the fucking year so far. Look, that at is gorgeous. That yeah. is nice. Shit. Zola, I mean, classic Captain America, where the villain going in there and talking all this mad truth about how terrible the United States is, and the Captain's America saying, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just perfect, <laughs> stereotypical shit. But just this tried and true red, white, and blue anti propaganda that this motherfucker been doing since the 40s. You know what I mean? Uh, and it's impossible not to just sink your teeth in and just love it, man. Especially with that art. Look at that Zola, dude. That oh, looks great. Dude. Man, that is this paid this spread here is a four course meal for the eyes. Yeah, oh, this right here sold me on this book because I was honestly on the fence for Captain America. Just because I don't know if I want to really invest in a Captain America that. run right Look now. But Captain America's in a rocket and he's being subjected man, to Man, this G's. book is doing its best to get you invest in two Captain America. I ones. know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, look at that. Captain America's like in the rocket, he's right? He's in the rocket and he's just sweating because the rocket's right. And he's experiencing seven G's, right? And he just gets over it, you know, like Hulk Hogan in the 80s. Just, ah, <laughs> up. no. Yeah, it's just great shit, man. Like this. Look at that. They fall uh, from the rocket, you know, and they're just hanging out. Oh, dude, it was so, I mean. I don't know. It was great. I didn't want to love this. Man, if they never get this into the shop, I got to track this one down. It was great. So fun. It was just an action-packed red, white, and blue fucking adventure, man. It was like, I wanted to go enlist after <laughs> reading this shit. It was so good. Domer, the army would never. Oh, no, no. It. They don't want me. No, they don't want me. I, I have, have to get up when? I'd have us all AWOL. What are you talking about? Man, you're going to show up looking like fucking like pre-Super Soldier Serum Steve Rogers. <laughs> they're not, they're not going to take you. I can do this all hey, day. Hey, they like, made no, a movie can. about that no, called Stripes. Uh, but yes, please pick up that book. Uh, and I'm anxious now about both. Both. Count them two. Captain America book. We were talking about this when we were reading about the United States of Captain America. This is what they should absolutely be doing. We shouldn't no. have to have like, you know just one person in the role at a time, especially because Sam is the Captain America in the movies now, you know, just let them both be Captain America. Let that be like a shared identity, you know? I want a Captain America core. Bring in more Captain Americas, you know? Dude, there's already like five Wolverines. I mean, yeah, why the green... fuck not? I mean, there's yeah. like a billion Green Lanterns. There's like Spider-Man. five flashes. We need a we... multi. We need a multiverse council of In fact, arguably, yeah, right. it would be the most appropriate to have multiple cats in America so that, you know, all that America is can really be represented. Yeah, dude. I agree 100%. I mean, Steve will always be the main man. Oh, sure. I'm always going to love Steve, but there's room for Sam, you know? Just like Peter. Even though Peter sucks compared to the other Spider-Mans, he's still going to be my Spider-Man. But Peter's lame now, dude. Since he got out of high school, basically. Oh, P- Peter is lame now. Miles so, like, is 50 fucking years ago? No, Jesus, God. Maybe going. not 50, but... When he got out of high yeah, school? Yeah, kind of. Yeah, kind of. It was yeah. literally 50 years ago. Bro. I know, but... He's never been better. Not <laughs> since then. He was the best when he was, you know, 
failing geometry. I'll never forget that. That was like Peter Parker's biggest struggle in life was he was failing geometry. But Spider-Man fought like five motherfuckers the day before and like got his asses. I'll never forget that, you know, coming up, dude. Just wow. I'm failing geometry too. You know, I can really relate. <laughs> we're all failing geometry uh thanks for hanging out everybody we really appreciate it uh go to outrageekery.com you will find links there to all the stuff we got going on including the comic book bullies uh those are our partners in podcasting great guys uh leroy and eli what am i doing here what have i done what there it goes no Uh, time i don't know i was hitting the wrong button i guess uh, so, yeah, keep checking them out. They're on this channel on Facebook. Search them YouTube or go to theoutrightgeekery.com and click on the link. Keep coming back to this channel. We got shit going on all the time. We got another show tomorrow, our uh, preview show. We'll talk about all the new books coming out next week. Uh, yeah, that's it. Again, thanks for hanging out, everybody. But most of all, thanks to finally these three jokers for hanging out with this joker. Always a pleasure. We're going to do it again. Oh, we're going to do it again next time. Same geek time, same geek channel. We always fuck default to you. Sucks y'all didn't get that cat.